0: To the Mexican border, this is the SoCal Bite. I'm Nathan Callahan. On today's menu, Heat is Murder on Sunscreen and Serial Killings. The sun does unsettling things to people. I'm always amazed by the number of us basking on Southern California's summer beaches, still trying to roast our skins and minds. In the early 1900s, white folk like me wanted their skin to be white. That's when being pallid meant independent wealth and leisure, time to play board games, go to tea and relax indoors. In that world, you weren't accomplished unless you were fashionably pale. After the second-to-last turn of the century, when the white lower-and-middle classes left farms and fields to work in factories and offices, white skin was less a symbol of affluence and more a symbol of containment. Then, after the war to end all wars ended, haute couture gave its approval to toasted skin." It was 1922, the seminal moment of tanning history. French designer Coco Chanel returned to Paris from a vacation on the French Riviera. Somewhere, perhaps on the Duke of Westminster's yacht, she tanned her skin in the sun. From that point on, a toasted look was standard among the white and fashionable it was style for the skin. The free-spirited, free-dressing cocoa tossed off her hat and blissfully bared her body to the ultraviolet. For decades to come, fashion designers everywhere created women's wear simply to show off tannage. And millions of sunbathers flocked to the beaches. By the 1950s and 60s, Southern California was the nexus of the tanning community where the word was Nothing flatters you like a tan. Then came the 70s and the ozone layer. A University of California at Irvine researcher by the name of Sherwood Rowland discovered that our protective sunscreening atmosphere was disappearing at a rapid rate. Scientists said that depletion of the ozone layer would allow more ultraviolet rays to reach the Earth's surface. Newport Beach included... Since UV rays cause cancer, usually a few good burns before you're 20 will suffice, a suntan might not be such a good thing to have. Pale might actually be smart. But along the beaches of predominantly Republican Orange County, where a tan was almighty, Coco's sun-worshipping doctrine prevailed. By the 1980s, conservative talk show hosts and others in denial were saying that the theory of ozone depletion was a hoax. Rush Limbaugh, Orange County's patron saint, proclaimed that anyone who said otherwise was a dunderhead alarmist. Personally, I'm not alarmed by semi-nude bodies baking on beaches or the fact that 3.5 million cases of skin cancer are diagnosed in America every year. I figure it's a matter of thinning the herd, and I keep my coven well-informed. There are other ways, however, that the sun can be fiendish. Not only does it bake the skin, it bakes the brain. Consider Charles Manson... The Escondido McDonald's massacre, the Watts riots, the Bob's Big Boy slayings, and of course, Richard Ramirez, all products of hot summers. Ihor Boyanowski, a criminologist at Simon Fraser University in Canada, has spent 30 years looking into the effects of heat on our brains. In one heat study, volunteers were either insulted or complimented by a researcher. In response, the volunteers were invited to send a jolt of electricity back. Those volunteers, held in temperatures of 75 degrees, started delivering shocks. At 95 degrees, the volunteers were so aggravated, they shocked researchers even when they were complimented. There was a punishing heat in August 1985 when Richard Ramirez was at the peak of his serial killing disorder, If you took his rampage seriously, you slept with your windows closed. Ramirez entered the homes of his victims through open windows on hot nights. The Night Stalker, as he was known, fancied himself a Satanist. I'm more inclined to think that his cerebrum was oven-roasted. No compliment would have helped Richard Ramirez. While Southern California baked by day, Ramirez planned his next killing— at the height of the heat wave, a nocturnal visit to two suburbanites in nearby Mission Viejo marked the turning point of his killing career. It was Richard Ramirez's last attack and the time of my last sunburn. The days leading up to his arrest were some of the most uncomfortable of my life. I made the mistake of sitting on the first side during a day game at Angel Stadium with no protection from the sun. By the sixth inning, I was medium. By the ninth, I was well done. The following nights, as temperatures soared above 90 degrees in my airtight bedroom, my charred skin blistered and popped. Since that day, I've been an SPF 45 man. When they caught Richard Ramirez, he had a crazed, unrepentant look in his eye. It was apparent he was not the type of person who would wear sunscreen. Big deal, Ramirez said at his sentencing. Death comes with the territory. See you in Disneyland. The sun beats down cooking bodies and brains. Hell is seductive. Bright is not always happy. Get in the shade. Stay cool. Heat. His murder. For more SoCal Bite audio essays, visit soCalbite.com. That's S O C A L B Y T E. dot com.